Welcome to a murder of musicians. This is FX2. I'd like to introduce the artist known as JPK. Enjoy. Chang Gang. Awesome. All right. So welcome to A Murder of Musicians. That was an amazing song called Chain Gang from the album Waco. And we happen to have the artist JPK who composed that track with us now from Texas. What's up, JPK? Hey, what's up, Matt? What's, what's up? up, listeners? Yes. I appreciate you guys. Yes. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. It's been... A real um, roller coaster ride getting you onto the program. I wanted to make sure that you know we had enough time to really cover everything because I have a feeling that like the audience is going to be so intrigued about everything that you have to say regarding this album because I have 
tons of questions <laughs> and especially oh, on this yeah man so um that was a slapper right there chain gang and i mean i know i talked to you off air about this like just briefly but you know just starting from the beginning like that sample track was so dope like where did you get that from youtube you said yeah, I do my crate digging through uh, YouTube. I'm su subscribed to like a um, bunch of different channels that upload um, like classics, R&B, soul, and kind of go through that, try and get sample clearances and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's a very old track. I think it's like um, it's like 50s, like 1950s, 60s track. And mm -hmm. I think if I remember correctly, can't I can't off the top of my head, but the reason I named it Chain Gang was that was the title of the sample that i used really um, okay yeah that makes sense then i mean chain gang you know of course what comes to mind with chain gang is uh, you know the chain gang the prison system and stuff like that and you know not not saying that it directly correlated to that because i don't know where it came from but i kind of got that feel in the beginning right like of like not so much being imprisoned but, you know, having, like, you know, somebody, an authoritative type of dominance, right? And when you started your lyrics and you got into, like, your, your chorus and, your, and stuff and you started talking about, I think it was a line that got me was being on the fence like the dreamer, like immigrant dreamers. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But that was powerful, man. Like, that really, like, kind of tied everything together as far as the sample and your lyrics in that track. And I, I think that people, while they were listening to that in the intro, may have had the same type of, um, you know, made the same correlation. Is that at all, like, am I on the right track here saying, like, like that there was, like, undertones of, like, that type of... Um, emotion going through or is this just you know that was that was just the product yeah i was basically speaking my mind on um how i felt about you know the system because anybody can be a prisoner anybody can be a slave to anything you know modern slavery is a is a good term for you know prisons these days and um the way this yeah the way the first verse goes is you know i think we about to have the government come and get us because yeah. it's either making beats or become yeah. drug dealers but we're stuck on the fence like those immigrant dreamers because you know can't decide if you want to be a good citizen or you know living life like um i guess a good example would be jeezy you know yeah yeah <laughs> so like, yeah definitely life, um giving it all up you know just trying to live your best life and just pick a site that's greener Man, that that was amazing. Like I'm telling you, we couldn't have started with a better track because it definitely in in golf so like everything that's happening in modern day culture right now because everybody is feeling the effects of uh what's going on in the world today, whether it's inflation or it's struggling, you know, just to make your bills. Like what are we supposed to do? And it's like that um, that like verse was just speaking to me and I know it was speaking to everybody else in America in the times that we're in now. And you wrote this, what, in 2021, but it, it still resonates today. 
2023 more than ever, I think. You know, it, it's 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 so great that you brought up too with the um, uh, slavery and impoverishment, and you know, I personally um, just watched something on neo slavery and you know how the system of you know um, America was built upon you know all these rules and regulations, but it seems like we may be headed down that same path again i don't know if you agree with me but maybe uh we're heading to like peasantry and like indentured servitude it's just a fear and a conspiracy theory of mine but uh (laughs) your song chain gang is gonna be blasting through my earbuds if i'm ever on the side of the road fucking shoveling shit for the government you know what i mean (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah man like i really dig that and um just so everybody knows out there like you know you do all of your um your composition as far as writing the beat yourself and everything or is this more of like um you know you're you're composing beats from other people like buying beats or how do you do it what's your process like um yeah i write all my lyrics I pick up my samples, I produce all the tracks, um, yeah, I do everything myself, um, I'm under my own record label right now, it's independent, it's called uh, Treehouse Records. Treehouse Records, um, nice. Yeah, so it's an independent label, if anybody's interested, uh, door's always open. <laughs> so yeah, d- talk about that for a second then, because you know, a lot of my audience here, the Murder of Musicians... Everybody is in a collective here. It's all a big collaboration. And a lot of us are all indie artists. All of us are. And, you know, a lot of people just getting their stuff out through, like, uh, DistroKid, for example, or something like that. You know, we pay and they put our tracks on different platforms. And I know there's a few others and stuff. So you have you have your own label, Treehouse. Um, now... If I wanted to submit some songs to you, how would I go about doing that? Uh, you can reach me out on Instagram, and that way you can send me your email. That way I know who um, you know the tracks are coming from. And that goes, you know, to anybody listening, everybody listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just reach me out on Instagram, JPK. Um, JPK. If you have anything that you want to show me, uh, reach me out on Instagram. Uh, you can send me your email through there. That way. I know if I have to look through my uh, primary inbox or if it just goes directly to spam, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, for everybody that's listening, um, in today's episode bio, there will be the link, the hyperlink, right to the Instagram page. So you guys don't even have to search. So I'll make it nice and easy for everybody. So where it says (laughs) JPK... It's a hyperlink. Just click on that and it's going to go right to his Instagram page, guys. So you can get in touch with him for a number of different reasons. Not just the collaboration factor, but if you want to get your stuff under his label and work with him, um, <laughs> definitely I'm advising it. You know, I'm, I'm advocating for that. So thank you for like you know bringing that up right away because I know a lot of people are struggling out there navigating the digital uh, music realm. And if you would be so kind to like, could you enlighten me on like your process? Because you have quite a large following on Spotify. 
I know you're over 10,000 monthly listeners at least and you got a pre- pretty dope following like uh like what was your mindset like or you know your process to like really distribute your music cuz a lot of people are having trouble trying to figure out how to get exposure or visibility yeah, I feel that. Um, I always feel like it takes time to kind of blow up because uh, personally, like, you know, I made music just because I enjoy making music at first. And I realized, you know, showing the music to, you know, friends, family, they're like, hey, man, you should kind of put that out there. Like, tell people that you make music and kind of self-promote yourself. And thought about it. I was like, that's a really good idea. So, you know. Uh, I guess that's the sponsor for the day, uh, Distro Kid, man. I went Distro, to Distro Kid. Kid. Yes. And, uh, you know, anybody can sign up for Distro Kid, get a year subscription. You can um, pay that and then get all your music on basically every single platform that exists Apple Music, YouTube, Spotify, uh, even Pandora. I don't know who uses Pandora nowadays. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's like talking about MySpace or something like that. <laughs> Napster, yeah, you know. Yeah, wherever, wherever you listen to music, man, I, I should be there. And uh, DistroKid makes it easy for you to get your music out there. Um, it did take me, you know, I would say like two years to get to that amount of listeners. Because, you know, when you always start off first, you don't really, you don't start, you know, running right out the, the bat. But, no, no, no. Uh, like, I appreciate everybody that's been, you know, supporting me and, you know, showing, like, a good example would be you, man. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, uh, like, just really reaching out to me because it, it's not common and it's not an everyday thing where people are like, hey, you know, I lo- I'd love to have you <laughs> on my podcast. So this is, I mean, this is rare for me and I really appreciate that, man. Well, thank you. You know, and it's, it's, it's actually rare in itself. Um, it's something that... Uh, Myself and my friends, my my inner circle, the team of FX2 Studios really had an awakening that, you know, there's so many musicians out there. Last time we looked at a statistic, there were 800,000 music producers in America alone. So you do the math and you you probably figure there's about 3 million um, out there in the world, globally. And everybody's trying to navigate this new digital music industry how do you get exposure visibility you know and get your stuff linked up without having any representation because we're all you know using distro kid there it is again they better send us a royalty check but (laughs) you know like uh distro kid i used myself when i first started and like i got on all the platforms yeah that's great but where do you go from there? You know, you can only do so much on social media. So what I was, um, you know, talking with my my friends about was this podcast, The Murder of Musicians. And it's giving everybody an opportunity out there to have your music played and talk about your story and get out there. And everything is hyperlinked. And, you know, it's it's a way to increase your SEO results like tremendously and and people out there that aren't familiar with that that's the key to it really is like you know the key to getting any type of visibility and um with that being said i want to go into another one of your songs real quickly if you don't mind because i know the listeners are like curious to hear so um like i want to go into one of 
my other favorites of yours, which is um, I don't sip Bacardi. That's what it is. Oh right? yeah, I love that track. Oh my god, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna cut into that right now. So you guys just sit back and enjoy it. And when the track's done, we're gonna visit you in a moment. Okay, that was a banger right there. I fucking really, really enjoyed that one. And I know the audience did too. Can you give us a little bit of a background on that one? I don't sip Picardi. Yeah, I don't sip Picardi is a track that I made when um, I gave up alcohol. Ah, <laughs> okay. It kind of speaks for itself, but ironically, you know, it's a hype track that, you know, you want to drink to. Like, you know, you want to be... Dancing at the club, it's one of those hype tracks, but yeah, I don't Bacardi is just a reference to um, when I went sober, I went sober for like about two years, uh, unfortunately I, I relapsed, you know, it happens, we're humans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that, that was uh, about two years ago, um, I don't Bacardi is just one of those tracks where, you know, I just wanted to speak my mind and, you know, I don't Bacardi, but I'll be at the party. That's right. That's right. Hell yeah, man. And that's so cool, man. Thank you for like um, really being honest and like being vulnerable and opening up to the audience because that's what we're we're trying to accomplish here at Murder of Musicians is like really being almost like um, a tight knit community, like a fam. I hate saying family because people have problems in their own family. So let's just think of it as a collective. And like um, you know, I I'm one who will also relate to um, addiction. And in the past, I've had my, my ups and downs, you know, and it's a it's a real struggle and a battle. And the people that I have encountered, like yourself, that have come out on the other side, even if you make a mistake and relapse, it's such a nice 
um, way to relate to someone who's been through those struggles because you identify on different levels with the other person and I can I can probably sit here and bullshit with you about any aspect of addiction and it'll overflow into different areas of people's lives and people can feel that and I think that was really something like you said it's a hype track like I don't sit Bacardi but it's also you know like a like you know, a real track, an honest track, and uh, you know, a vulnerable one. And I just wanted to say that I appreciate that. I appreciate you know, a musician coming out and and speaking the truth about you know what led them to really write what they wrote and compose what they compose. So that was that was excellent. And thank you, you know, from the oh yeah, that's really cool um, to be honest about everything. You know, there's so many people out there that are struggling still with addiction. And I don't know about you. Like, I, I, I had my problems, like, back in the day. I'm, I'm probably older than you two, dude. I'm, like, in, I'm, I don't want to say in my 40s, but I'm 41. So, I, I get, I'm 41. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was still young. But, you know, like, back in the day, like, I got to you know, experience the New York City club scene, right? So I spun at all the, um, you know, the big name places, the limelight, the tunnel. I was even at Webster Hall, and um, it was during that, that ecstasy period, you know. And nowadays, though, I'm I'm baffled on how these kids go to clubs and take drugs because it's probably laced with fentanyl. And that's scary as fuck to me, you know, like, I remember being a kid and experimenting with drugs, and I don't even think that if I was young, I would even want to experiment nowadays, you know, it's like so uh, scary. Kind of makes you, uh, like, double double check, and it's like, well, you know, it, it just really matters on, you know, get get your, uh, <laughs> I'm not promoting anything, you know, but, you know, <laughs> getting getting your, your stuff you know what i mean but, you yeah you, know, you just trust your trust your dealer and you know don't don't just you know hit up uh jim bob from yeah. the corner store and yeah. be like hey man you know i got this uh you know i got these pills you want some and it's like oh, yeah those those pills will forget <laughs> will make you forget your first and last name <laughs> exactly exactly and everything in between so that's like really serious public service announcement like we're joking about this but like everybody out there true like truly listen to what was just said like even if you have to rewind it because it's 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 really important that everybody knows that there's a lot of toxic chemicals that are lethal and fatal in all the drugs that are out there so you know it's not cool to say you know go do drugs but if you're gonna do something you know make sure you know where it's coming from or who it's coming from um i'm a huge proponent of medical marijuana i even have a little offshoot podcast called green um music green med music on youtube and you know i'm all about the benefits of the marijuana that's being produced nowadays 
mainly because I, like I said, I'm 41 years of age, and um, I was, you know, unfortunately at that 18 years old, 19 years old when um, 9/11 occurred, and all of my good friends, yeah, well, and living in New York, of course, I lost a lot of my friends and um, family members too, and um, friends lost their family members, but besides that. Um, I lost a lot of, of my classmates and friends that went off to war afterwards. And the ones that came back that I still talk with have tremendous amounts of PTSD. And the influx of medical marijuana to help people with PTSD has been tremendous. The research is showing that um, it really does help. So uh, I will, you know, blow the trumpets right now and say that, you know, medical marijuana is, is really something that I believe even if you don't do drugs or believe in drugs, you should, like, research it a little bit and, and see that there are benefits. And that's as far as I'm going to go politically today. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that's fine. And like, and, and like you said, um, you know, people get the wrong impression of uh, medical marijuana. It's like, oh, you know, there's different types. It's not just THC. You can get CBD if you don't want to, you know, feel yeah. high. You just want that body relaxation. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I mean, personally, like, I, I would love to get my green card, but, you know, I'm in Texas. So <laughs> So what are the Mexico. laws in Texas? What are the laws in Texas? I, I'm not familiar with the green card in Texas. Can Because in New York, for example, we have to... All all we have to do is pay a doctor $110, and then we pay the state, I think, 125 after that. So that's that's how we get our green card. Um, what What's the process like in Texas? Uh, Texas, they're trying to get... Well, first of all, Texas is a huge state. Yeah. And uh, there's, like, several counties in Texas that are... Uh, very Republican, and then there's other counties that are very Democratic. So the Democratic ones are fighting to get medical marijuana legalized, right. uh, but the Republicans don't want any of it. Um, as far as I know, um, you can get a t- like they'll, they'll confiscate if you get pulled over, and then they'll just treat it like a speeding ticket. You know, you so just go to court and stuff. But I mean, decriminalized, yeah, people. yeah, it's just marijuana, but. Um, for example, like in Florida, you you pay, uh, I believe it's three hundred and twenty five every year to get a green card, and you have to like yeah. renew it every year. But in Texas, you you can't do any of that stuff unless you know your buddy buddy with your doctor, and you know you find some sort of loophole. You know, really, um, yeah. But you know, as that's far as unfortunate. I know, huh? That's very unfortunate. You know, oh, yeah. it really is. And I say that because of, you know, what we just spoke about with the PTSD. And not only that, I mean, the benefits for people that have fibromyalgia, have arthritic conditions. And we didn't even, like, begin to start talking about cancer patients and things like that. And just the amount of people that are prescribed antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications in America are staggering. Like, they outnumber the amount of antibiotics that are prescribed yearly. So, you know, we're 
constantly medicating ourselves as Americans with these big pharma chemicals. And, you know, this goes back to what we were saying before, know your dealer. Who knows? Like, I, you know, I personally trust something that's grown as a plant rather than some synthetic you know, um, Pfizer drug and no, no. Well, I was going to say no bad love to Pfizer, but you know what? I don't care. Pfizer, come get me because, (laughs) you know, I fuck you, Pfizer. You know, you made us get vaccines and all that shit. You know, that was all whatever it was. It was, you know, without saying enough to get canceled, you know, um, I believe that, you know, like really like the green card issue, um, Listen, America, if you're listening, there's a way to make money. <laughs> you know, it's like like we're instead of raising taxes and on gas and fucking bread and wheat, you know, how about just legalizing marijuana and taxing us on that? I say that's the way to go. But who am I? I'm just a fucking podcaster. And with that, like um I I want to I want to let the audience take a time to um you know pack a bowl and take a few hits and what do we want them to listen to next how about well what about um why don't you call it okay um get your blunts ready you know pack that bowl we'll listen to how i used to be how i used to be okay everybody let's do it smoke it up And we'll see you on the other side. Ever since my fucking cat died last year, ever since my girl left me this year, haven't had a fucking drink of alcohol or beer, but my mind hasn't ever been just damn clear. Now I just gotta talk about how I used to fucking act. Right now, I'm Now that track right there, I know if everybody's a little lifted right there, um, and they really enjoyed it, How I Used to Be, 
that gave me vibes from my love of the Beastie Boys and their instrumentals. You could hear it, like that jazz fusion. And I know that there's a lot of a back, like a big backstory rather, to um, how I used to be. And it, Mr. JPK, please inform the audience. So we listened to Adam Supercardi. That was, you know, when, you, when you're at the party, but you don't drink alcohol. So how I used to be is feeling before Alan Sipicardi, and how I used to be was, you know, raging alcoholic, you know, just trying to get fucked up with anything that I can, and uh, like like we said, we're not promoting anything, we're not um, enticing you, you know, to go pick a bottle or <laughs> go to New Year's or anything like that, but how I used to be is just one of those tracks, it's a uh, sample is uh, Summer in the City. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those tracks where I just wanted to get off my chest, like how I used to be. You know, I admit I was a little crazy, but you know, we're <laughs> who isn't? Human, like who isn't crazy, right? Come on, yeah. we're all human. Yes, man, and I, I definitely like really felt a connection with that track because it, it like. It just had that vibe going over and over, like a jazz, like I I refer to it as like a jazz fusion thing. But you know, the, who am I to like describe your music? You know, I just felt a connection to it immediately, and I love how it really correlated to like, you know, um, I don't sip Picardi. So you know how I used to be, and then now I don't sip Picardi, and you know, it's really very. Um, rare that you have an artist write songs and produce like a record and composition like you did with this album Waco and have these songs there that are basically telling your story you know and I'm I'm very very um impressed with someone like yourself that did this and I wish that more artists out there would be more um, like vulnerable and let people in on their inner lives like you did right there with those two tracks. So thank you for that. I mean, it was that like, my question is, was that your like real goal to, um, you know, have your story told or is it just that these are the pressing, you know, emotions that you're feeling. So that's what comes out in your music. I would say it's both. Both. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a very big listener. So um, I re- like it sounds it probably sounds bad, but um, I listen a lot. I listen a lot, and I rarely get the opportunity to give my input. Like kind of like this. Like I appreciate you, you know, giving me. Uh, the opportunity to get on a platform and speak my mind. So um, being able to listen, you know, to other people's um, experiences and stuff like that kind of formulated that into my own experiences and try to make this, uh, the tracks really uh, relatable. But um, those tracks on Waco is just a collection of, you know, me listening and me putting my thoughts out there because I rarely speak. I I rarely give my input. So I feel like the album is just my way of expressing myself. And, you know, if if people ever want to listen, if anybody ever wants to listen to me, then they can just listen to the album and stuff. It kind of speaks for itself. But 
um, yeah. Definitely, it does, it gives the listener an insight to who you are. I felt after listening to your music that I had an, not an understanding of who you were exactly, but I kind of felt like the vibe that you were given off. And honestly, that's what led me to reach out to you in the first place, was after listening to Waco, I felt a connection. Like, I, I you know... And I know that the listeners that heard, they've only heard a you know handful of songs thus far, but you know I'm sure they're gonna go to your Spotify and listen to this entire album after you know they're finished with the podcast because there's so many songs on that album alone that just really like are you know revealing and give a little insight into who you are as a person not just you know your musical style or your genre and this is something that i really wanted to point out that i respect because you know you have that hip-hop type of articulation when you're you're speaking your lyrics but you're not rapping about guns hoes and drugs and i don't know if the people that are listening to this podcast are as familiar as you know, my bigger fans, but A Murder of Musicians and FX2 Studios really aim to promote people that are sending messages like yours, as opposed to what I previously just discussed, which is the guns, hoes, and drugs type of, you know, hip-hop. And, you know, you really, you killed it, dude, on Waco. And I, I just have to applaud you, like, over and over again. I know I'm, it's, I'm the host and I'm stroking your ego, but it's it's legit, man. It's legit. 100% legit. Like, your, your shit is, like, real. And that's what I feel, anyway, is um, the way to differentiate between artists nowadays... Like we said earlier, there's so many people out there that have the ability to just make a composition. I mean, on your phone now, dude, you can do it. You know, you don't even need a computer in a home studio. You know, you can do stuff on your phone and put it on, you know, Disco Kid. There we go again. Send us some royalties <laughs> and um you know for twenty dollars a year i guess you can upload as many tracks as you want and meanwhile all you did was you know you you wrote some things on a on a, a loop you know that you found on an app and you, you sang over it on a vocal uh tuning track or apps or something like that you know and it's like that's great but there's people like you jpk who's out there and you writing stuff that is so profoundly significant as far as the lyrics were concerned that it made me as the host of this podcast reach out to you and um i just want to emphasize the fact that there's so much content in your lyrics and there's so many minuscule details whether it be the way you articulate your lyrics, the way that you um, run the bars, um, you know, just to be technical, and, and the way that you um, keep your tempos 
and you have the melodic uh, cognizance to keep people engaged. And I find that extremely impressive. And I, I, I mean every word that I just said. It's, you know, a lot of big words that people might not understand, but it's, it means that you're a dope-ass fucking lyricist and musical comp composer. I really, really like your shit, man. I'm being a fanboy, I know. I'm going to get a lot of uh, emails saying that I'm, I'm you know, basically kiss kissing your ass. But it's true. Like, I, I, I'm going to tell anybody out there to go listen to Waco and, and try not to kiss this guy's ass. Because it's a fucking amazing, amazing album. I really love it. And I have a question, though. My question is... Um, there are these tracks that are instrumentals and they usually say like spell, spell, spell one, spell two, spell three. Like, um, they're just what a minute and a half, two minutes maybe of an instrumental. Um, we're going to play one in a minute, but before we do, I just want like you to explain that to me. Cause I don't, I like, I love them. I love them. I absolutely love them. But I just don't like. Where did that come from? Like, you know, was that you just fooling around, or was there some like real intent behind those? Uh, yeah, there was some intent. Um, the reason I called them spells was just because like you can listen to it on loop, and you know it'll never get boring. Yes. Um, so it kind of puts you in a trance. But but um. I'm sure you've heard of like bumpers or like skits yep. on albums yep. or like you know they're less than a minute and they're just talking or whatever so um that's the same style that i wanted to do was just you know letting the listener know like oh it's transitioning to another part of the album but yeah there's a uh, spell one two and three um it's all instrumental and yeah they're just little bumpers little skits yeah so um definitely with that we're gonna segue right into one of those so that we don't keep the listeners like just guessing and um i'm gonna play which do i'm gonna start with spell one and we're gonna we're gonna listen to spell one right now all right so take it away guys
Yes. So there you guys go. You had a little taste of that. And I'm just going to keep the momentum going. We're going to keep the beats flowing because I know right now everybody's catching a vibe. Everybody's head's going back and forth. You're jumping up and down. You're probably, you know, riding your bicycle with your earbuds in or you're in a car and you're slapping, your, you know, your knees. Or you're taking public transportation. And that's a little segue to this next song called Bussin'. So what, um, what is this song about? Is it about a bus? Taking a bus? Just real quick. Yeah, Bussin' was a track that I made because um, back in the day before I got a car, you know, I used to take the bus a lot to go to work and basically uh, get to anywhere in the city. Uh, Bussin' is just one of those tracks where, you know, uh, towards the end of the track, it's like I used to take the bus, but not anymore. Ooh. But, Bussin, it's like a, it's one of those tracks that transitions from one beat into another beat. But um, yeah, I used to yeah. take the bus a lot, yeah. so I'm very familiar with the routes and All stuff. Right. Let, <laughs> let's let, let's let them listen to it now. Then, all right. Without further ado, Bussin. Now I got you in my space, I won't look old exposure 
Why so serious? You got me smiling like the Joker. Don't mistake me for a drunk. I'm a midnight toker. Playing my music in the sun. I'm a stoner. Baby, he's a loner. A late night on the door. When she comes, see the ribs that I'm gonna show her. I ain't drinking like shit. I'll let you play controller. Do you take the bus? I got to say no, sir. Say it with a straight face like I'm playing poker. There was a time I was broken in my All right, so that was bussin', and I definitely got that at the end, too, what, what you were saying. So, no longer taking the bus. So, JPK, moving up in the industry, I'm assuming. So, now, you, what, do you got the Lambo? Um, yeah, man. You know, I got nice. the Lambo, I got the six, you know, got yeah. the Mercedes. Got <laughs> I got that, too, you know. I just, I just crashed the Cybertruck, you know, so... You know, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's all right, but you know, I'm, I'm really like yearning to get behind the wheel of my new Porsche, you know. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's fun to ride. You know, the streets of Manhattan, you know, at four miles an hour in a nice, you know, Lamborghini or something like that. <laughs> I'm sure in Texas it's quite different, but yeah, that's wishful thinking on my part. Um, yeah, I don't have anything. In fact, people. If you are um, sponsors out there that are looking to give somebody a car, I want one because I don't have a car. And, yeah, that's a pity party on me. But, um, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, throw me a car and I'll, I'll promote your shit on every single podcast for the next year. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. Everybody gets a car. Everybody gets a car. It's like Oprah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dude, man, this has been awesome talking to you. I love it. Like, like, man, everybody go into the episode bio and hit JPK where it says JPK right in the beginning. Just hit that. It's a hyperlink. It's going to take you right to his Instagram page. Right there is when you're going to have the ability to listen to some more music of his. You're going to, you know, get a little bit of um visual imagery and you get to see what he looks like because i know you guys are dying to see what everybody looks like on this podcast you know i i even took a shower and did my hair and everything and no one's gonna get to see it but um <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm kidding so j j uh pk and i were actually discussing pro off the air about possibly doing an instagram live little podcast so people that are listening to this podcast hit us up you know either him through that hyperlink in the episode bio or the hyperlink for fx2 studios which is our email and let us know comment or if you're on any one of the platforms like spotify google podcasts apple podcasts um podbean cast everything Everyone that's um, listening right now, you have the ability to comment. I'm even throwing this episode up on YouTube. Of course, it's not going to have visuals. It's going to, you know, just be the audio only. But you guys have an opportunity to comment. Let us know if that's something you're interested in. Do You know, seeing JPK and I in, like, visual 
um, 3D, I guess you could say. Not 3D, 2D. But anyway, you get the idea, guys. You could see us laugh and smirk and give each other, like, uh, you know, sideways stares and shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. But, you know, that would be pretty cool to do, like, uh, something on air. Uh, Instagram Live is, you know, a really, you know, difficult platform to work, to be honest with you. Have you ever done that? Like the live one? Uh, I've, I've done live. I don't really like it. But yeah, 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 I see what you're <laughs> I don't like it either, to be honest with you. But um, I'm willing to do that. And, uh, you know, it, the reason why I don't like it is because there's never that many people that are on at that moment in time when you're doing it. And there's no way to promote enough to get people to go to one platform, you know what I'm saying? It's like you, you, you can get people if say it was like JPK and FX2 live on every single platform at the same time, then it would be cool because it doesn't matter which platform you're on, you could see us do it. But just like strictly Instagram live is kind of whack, you know, and um without saying too much shit about that and having Zuckerberg challenge me to an MMA fight, which he would lose, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. Um, I don't know if you were aware of uh, Zuckerberg and Elon Musk having a cage fight in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm a huge Elon supporter. Um, it, even if it was, you know, somebody that I hated in the ring, um, I'd still support them over Zuckerberg. But anyway, um, Elon Musk, yeah, um, I, I, I love like just the fact that he's like, in my opinion, without getting too fanboyish, I, I feel like we're living in an age where it's almost like we have Leonardo da Vinci in our culture. Yeah. You know, somebody yeah. so innovative and so intelligent, you know, we're lucky, we're fortunate, grateful to have someone, you know, who's always on the cusp of the, the next technology. And, you know, I wanted to ask you your opinion on AI, because he's very vocal about that. And as far as music is concerned, now there's a lot of... um like AI generated, not so much musical compositions, but uh, people are using it for lyrics. People are yeah. using it for animations, which I'm okay with that. You know, making music videos and stuff like that's cool, in my opinion. But how do you feel about the AI as as far as it you know relates to the music industry? Um, I feel like it's a uh good tool to help with writing or you know uh making music or whatever you need but um i'm highly against um you, you might have heard a story um might be like a year or two ago when ai started you know really popping off um it won a contest for like the best like artwork and like they gave, they gave the award to like the ai instead of like human beings so i kind of no. kind of hate that stigma because it's oh. like man it's like like you can appreciate like oh wow it's it's computerized it's digital but it's not like it's not coming from uh from a human like yeah um yeah. it's uh what do you call it um it's kind of like 
what came first, the chicken or the egg? Right. Like, what came first, AI? Well, humans are AI because mm-hmm. AI wouldn't exist without us. So now we're it's now we're at what Chat GPT three? Like, what's gonna happen, Chat GPT six or seven? Like, yeah. it's gonna be scary. To be honest with you, it's gonna be really scary when it could start reading your thoughts. Like, <laughs> so yeah, reading your thoughts is just the the beginning of it all. And you mentioned that, like, where we are. I like and and okay, I am a big fan of Ray Kurzweil. And for a number of reasons, and if you don't know who he is, he's an author, a science fiction author, but he's kind of like the Nostradamus of the technological age. So he wrote this book back in 1999 called The Synchronicity is Near, and it was all about technology and how technology is exponential in its growth. So whatever took 10 years to accomplish would then take five, then two, then one, then a month, right? So he he theorized all of this, and he theorized AI back in 1999. And, all, and I say he's like the Nostradamus because everything that he um, postulized came to fruition. It's all coming to life right now, especially the chat GPT. And yeah. he also... For you musicians out there, is you know the way the person behind Kurzweil organs and synths. He was actually he's the one who made the synthesizers, the um, Kurzweil synthesizers. So he has a tie to the music community as well. And he wrote that book. It's a fucking six or seven hundred page text. So I don't expect anybody to go out and read it. But he put out um, a recent edition called The Synchronicity is Nearer, which is, um, you know, like uh, his, his answer to the first book that he wrote in 99. And it's really enlightening because, you know, he has a dystopian type of uh, view. And, you know, I know that Elon Musk, we were just talking about, has, you know, very, very uh, big concerns about AI regulation and how it should be preemptive rather than um, made in hi- in hindsight after the fact. So just like the FAA, uh, and the, uh, you know, the the besides the airline industry you know the car industry and all of these other like you know big technological advancements have had accidents and fatal accidents or globally catastrophe you know big catastrophes and then they make regulations and rules about it so he you know has a soapbox a uh, big one called Twitter and you know he's trying to like get the message out there and say look people like before it's too late we need to like make regulations on AI and I don't know you feel that way too as I yeah. do I really uh, yeah I, I was gonna um uh going back to that author um kind of reminded me of um another author you may have heard of him Ray Bradbury Yes. Um, he he actually made a set of book. It's a short story, but it's called The Belt. And if you're familiar with Dead Mouse, he actually made a track called The Belt, referencing the story. So that book was published in 1950. So that was like that. 
um, what's the terminology? It was, uh, it was years ahead of its time, years ahead of its time. And, um, the basis of it, the, like the moral of the story is like, um, the world that the children made. And that's kind of like what we're living in right now. Like, uh, I don't have any kids personally, but, um, a lot of kids now are like, um, having, you know, tablets and smartphones and they're just watching videos like all day if they're not in school and then you know when when covid happened it kind of enforced that because it's like oh now you're homes like being homeschooled and now you have to like to learn all your stuff through a camera and it's um it's kind of it's kind of like a revelation almost it's like it was it was bound to happen at some point and that's kind of it's interesting and it's like uh scary it's at the very, same time because yeah. it's like wow like uh, like children now are like the future and it's it's it literally speaks for itself like children are the future and like they know what's going on and uh we just have to be you know very cautious on what we teach our kids yes um you know no like you can't lie to children they'll they'll find out for themselves and like that'll make up their whole life and um like, yeah, man. You know, if they're ever interested and they ever ask you a question, just be honest. Like, actually go into right. depth, or you know, it's like those videos on YouTube, like um, civilization. But talk to me like I'm five years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Explain yeah. it to me like I'm five. <laughs> yeah, and that's 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 the truth of the matter. And I don't have children either, but I agree with you a hundred percent. And it's like. You know, don't lie to the children because with technology now, parents, guess what? Your kids can go online and find the truth quicker than you can come up with with a lie. So, you know, you, you really need to be careful not to lie to your children because what, what, are the, what is the, the upside to that? You know, what are you, what are you keeping them from finding out? Like, is it something that you don't want them to know right now? Well, guess what? They're going to find out. Back in our day, we, what, what was it? It was, uh, the biggest thing was censorship, uh, like from the FCC, like on the radio or the television, you couldn't say, um, you know, ass or shit or fuck. Right. And now I just did. And I can, and there's no, there's no fucking problem. Like all I have to do is hit explicit materials when I upload my videos, you know, or my podcasts rather. I just click a button, and it's fine. But back then it was like, oh no, 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 no. You know, this is rated R. We can't watch it in front of the little children. And then you know, they they grew up without hearing the curses. But guess what? All of us kids. We're cursing up a storm, like, you know, outside of the house, you know, it's like, so your kids are smarter than you think. So, uh, you know, definitely, um, I, I agree with you. And I like, I know, I, I, I thought I knew about the belt. I thought, uh, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Is the belt like a series? I thought it was like a trilogy of books or some shit. I could be wrong. It's, uh, I could be wrong. Uh, it's it's just a short story, but um, oh. I, I'm pretty sure you can purchase it like a book. But it's just a short story, and um, uh, if you're familiar with like EDM and all that stuff, uh, Dead Mouse made a track called "The Belt," and he made a really awesome music video that pretty much explains like the story where you know 
Uh, it's all virtual AI. Like you're you're seeing your life through an Oculus, and once you take off that Oculus, the world around you is just shit. You know, it just fucking sucks. So you get trapped into this virtual reality because it's so much better than reality. What? Oh, like oh, so it's, it's crazy. You're uh, talking about the Velt. The Velt. Yeah, the Velt. The yeah. Velt. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now it makes awesome sense. Story. That is an amazing story. You're absolutely right. And whoa, that is such a cool like topic to like to segue into because, you know, with the advancements that um, are being made with like Oculus and stuff like that, and um, also hearing people on podcasts talk about like game simulation and like, um, then talking about actually being in a simulation like yeah could like uh, i'm not gonna say could you imagine it of course you can imagine it but you know um what i'm trying to say is are we <laughs> are we yeah, in a simulation I, like and, yeah like how do you prove it now i the name escapes me and there's a professor um i wish i knew his name because he's a brilliant man and um, he was on a podcast, and he was speaking about just this uh, topic, and um, kind of like what you were referencing, uh, referencing about with with Dead Mouse taking off like the Oculus, taking off the glasses, and like there, what he was saying was there's a whole world inside the glasses and outside the glasses, you know? Yeah. So that's that's what is going to be the kind of like changing point is like do you want to take the glasses off or not you know do you yeah, want and, and, oh sorry sorry to no no go 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 uh i was gonna say there's a quote and it's like uh most likely paraphrasing but if you're living your life through rose-colored glasses then all the flags will be red yes 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 so it's a matter of like your perspective, like, and your perspective is definitely what's what's uh, you know at hand there. So you know this guy was doing the podcast and he was speaking about like um, making references. We all know the game uh, Grand Theft Auto, right? So Grand Theft Auto, and you're you're basically you know robbing people and you know you're doing whatever. You could hit people with your car and you could. High, you know, carjack them and shit. Is it's actually five was made ten years ago and it's still relevant today. Isn't that amazing? Like that it was made that long ago and it's still like such a fucking dope ass game. And I think I'm just saying that if they made like an Oculus version with like a you know virtual, not so much virtual reality. I guess what are they calling it now? Augmented reality. That's the next stage that we're going towards. So augmented reality with a Grand Theft Auto theme. How dope would that be? You know, like you know, I'm not an advocate for violence, but that would be pretty fucking cool. Like to like just like run into a store and stick them up. and and to go with that i feel like you know people that don't have ptsd and are playing the game they're gonna they're they're it's like a tolerance almost like you're gonna gonna get shot at you're gonna be shooting 
but it's going to, I feel like it'll prevent PTSD in a a way. Yeah. So keep going off of that thought, right? So like, um, PTSD, right. And the Oculus things. So let's say that, um, game, you know, simulations and stuff like that gets so advanced, you know, and it will with the, the exponential growth of technology. So the military then can issue these, these oculus you know um goggles or whatever and they have simulations where you're fighting in wars or whatever and you know now you're combat trained without ever fighting in a war so maybe there's a possibility that when people come back from war actual war that um they would be less likely to have ptsd and that's just yeah they've been trained yeah yeah because you've been submersed into an environment that is, you know, constantly showing you imagery of people dying or being shot or you being shot at. And it is um, basically just, you know, ec- exciting your, fight, your flight or fight um, response. So your adrenaline is, is being pumping and you're having hormones, you know, released and you're in a warlike scenario, and the more that that occurs physiologically, then I would postulate that you know we're actually better off psychologically, you know, in situations that don't even have to be war related, but let's say like on everyday um, situations. I'm 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 big, um, you know, proponent of people practicing you know, the art of basically patience and Zen. Okay, so, you know, one way to do that is to submerse yourself in like hyper um, chaotic situations and trying to find Zen. And where I'm going with this without getting going on a crazy ass tangent is that, uh, you know, I did martial arts. I, I do martial arts rather. Um, I have for uh, three decades plus now. And, you know, I really feel that, you know, there's a discipline that is lacking in today's culture and today's society, you know, and with kids growing up today and stuff. And I think that there are platforms besides like games and stuff like that, like music and art where, you know, people can make a difference and to bring it back to, you know, your album and everything, you know, there's a lot of positive messages in the songs that, you know, we've listened to already, um, you know, and all the other ones that we haven't. And I just wanted to really like, emphasize the fact that in your lyrics and stuff like how we were discussing earlier they were like it was like a story that you're telling and it's your personal you know story and it's it's a way that people can actually you know immerse themselves in somebody else's reality and be able to learn a lesson from it and, you know, not in the sense that, you oh, you learned a lesson, you, you, you learned something, but to, you know, be empathetic. And I think that that is where we're lacking as a culture right now or a civilization, like society, 
Like we just lost the ability to, to show empathy and to put ourselves in other people's shoes and say, Hey, wait a minute. Like maybe, um, you know, what you're saying or I'm saying is hurting your feelings. So I did go off on a tangent. I apologize, but um, <laughs> that was a long-winded way of segueing into the next one of my favorite songs of yours, which is West Side Fusca. So yes, sir. Yeah, man. And like, talk about like back to the Beastie Boys instrumental theme. You guys are gonna fucking dig this jam. Check it out, West Side Fusca. Yeah, we're not gonna fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not gonna fall for the banana and the tailpipe? <laughs> it should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. man so that was fucking amazing west side fusca which again like you know the beastie boy reference to the instrumentals i really like that um i'm a huge fan like uh can you please tell me a little bit of like what was going through your mind when you wrote that because i was like dope as fuck yeah so the song starts off with the sample from uh beverly hills cops with Eddie Murphy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of my favorite uh, lines. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. We're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. It should be more natural, brother. It should, it should fall out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> or, 
but uh, the track itself, Westside Busca, uh, Busca is Spanish for gun. So, oh, I didn't know if that. you translate it, it's Westside Gun, which is one of my favorite uh, rappers, you know, from Buffalo. I love him. And um, I even shout him out on the track. Shouts out to Westside Gun. You know, you already know what's going on. <laughs> nice, bro. Nice. No, do you speak Spanish? Because there's a lot of Spanish I, I, I encountered on, I th- oh, I believe I encountered in your album, right? Do you speak Spanish? Yo, si, yo hablo español. Yes, okay. Yeah, me, uh, Pequena, Pequito? I don't know. Poquito, yeah. I, I was I was fortunate enough to take um you know intro to Spanish for five years in a row, so I'm just saying I was I was top of my class. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, dude, that sample in the beginning is fucking hilarious. The banana in the tailpipe, I love it. Like that shit got me going, man. I know that everybody that listened to it was probably laughing their asses off. And that's what I'm saying, guys. Like, like check out JPK. Like, like, I don't have to tell you how to get, you know, to his page. Just go to the fucking hyperlink. You guys know how to do it by now. But check it out because, you know, he has links. And, like, go to the Spotify and everything and listen to all these, um, these songs over and over again. The more I listen to your stuff, honestly, I started digging it more and more. Like... You know, sometimes you can listen to a song and be like, that's a slapper, that's fire, that's bang, or, you know, and it's cool, and you can play it for other people. Your stuff was, you know, pandemic-level infectious, bro. It was like, it got me. It, like, it was something that I was, like, actually fiending to listen to more, if you can understand that. Like, I really took the time... Like I always do with people beforehand to listen to their stuff if they're coming on the podcast. But with your stuff, I'm not stroking your ego and being a fanboy as much as it sounds like it. I, you know, but your shit, like I couldn't wait to listen to more of, you know, it was like, all right, cool. I'm about to go to bed. I get to listen to JPK more tonight, you know, in preparation for this podcast. So guys go out there and like show love, like listen to his shit because you're going to love it. If you haven't already, you're going to love it even more. And I think, um, we're going to go into, uh, just when started making it right. And that's the, yeah. So you want to say anything about that first before we listen to it, or you want to you want to talk about it afterwards? Uh, yeah. Just when I started yeah. making it is actually my first, my very first track that I made, which got me into producing the rest of my music that we listened to earlier. But yeah, so just when I started making it is my first track. This was the made. first track you ever made. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right, guys, you're gonna fucking love this. I promise you. Here we go without further ado. Try. The hottest thing to pop 
cry To calcify my third eye Realize life is like the circle like pots People have to witness last while others finish There's holes unsatisfied It's time we brought the dirty laundry back inside The sun made sure that it was dry Never want to compromise But it put that pride on the side I apologize but my soul needs to sanitize In a place that I can call paradise But until then when the place take my life Better roll the dice See you at the top of the mountain G So, I am having a fucking great time. I hope you are, JPK, and I hope everybody else... Yeah, you are. And I hope all the audience that is listening to us bullshit is having a great time, too. Whether you're sober, you're high, or you're just high on life because you're in love or some stupid, silly shit like that, or you had a magical experience the night before. Oh, man, there's so many things that I'm speaking about that you audience members have no idea what I'm talking about. But anyway, yeah, JPK knows. So anyhow, just when I started making it is the song that you're going to hear now. And we're going to close out with this jam because this is it. And I want to thank you, JPK. For everything that you've done to help promote a murder of musicians just by being a musician yourself, having grown to the proportion that you have already on your own, promoting yourself, being an independent artist, you're the epitome of what people are struggling and striving every day to accomplish. And you're living proof that it can be done. So my applaud is just resounding. And it's the loudest you'll ever hear. And I want to shout out to you for, you know, just being a guest on this show. Thank you so much. And what do you want to tell us about this song, man? Okay, man. Well, uh, just wanted to say I appreciate you for, you know, giving me the opportunity to be on here and um i appreciate everything that you're doing man you're doing a great job don't let anybody else tell you anything else regardless like oh, you're awesome you. dude thank uh but yeah just when i started making it that's uh one of the first tracks that i made uh going into like the music industry i guess you could say yeah uh this yeah. track um i believe the sample is named after the track Okay. Or, or, or I'm sorry, it's the, the sample is called Just When We Started Making It, but I just rearranged it to Just When I Started Making It. So Nice. Um, it's just one of those, um, like, not a coming-of-age song, but it's just like a realization, like just talking about my problems and, um, you know, just trying to put everybody up there 
Um, yeah. A lot of people might think, like, man, this guy's just talking about himself and stuff. But I feel like a lot of it's very relatable. Um, the track starts off with, you know, I'll see you at the top of the mountain, G. But I know there's a seat reserved for three. And it's me, myself, and I every day till I die. I love that and line. That's, and, and that's the, I guess, the mentality that a lot of people should have. Um, people should place themselves number one. Because you can't take care of anybody else until you take care of number one, which is you. That is true, absolutely. You you said it so so well, and that's just profoundly said and spoken. I mean, you cannot take care of anyone else until you take care of yourself. And that line that you referenced earlier, you know, me myself and I and all that, you know, like that resonated with me. I remember hearing it for the first time. And everybody out there, you know, man, clap your hands for for JPK. He's been a great guest. And, you know, really, we look forward, us at FX2 Studios, Murder of Musicians, to having you back on the show again in the future. Please come back on. Yeah. All right. You know, and then we're going to keep everybody updated. Of course, on the website, fx2studios.com you will see JPK as the latest featured artist. So you can hear the podcast. You'll see his links there. And, um, you know, just get in touch with him. You want to do collaborations. I know that we were talking earlier, and you're down for collabs, right? Like working with other people. Yeah, if anybody out there is listening, I'm a producer. Um, If you want particular beats made or if you want to hear the stuff that i've already made um i have a second project um that should be available everywhere on platforms but it's called ov099 yes Um, that project yeah that project is just instrumentals Mm -hmm. so if anybody uh sings or, or raps out there check that out and you know there's about like 17 tracks on there they're all instrumentals different different type beats uh, tracks, but if you're interested, yeah, just reach me out on Instagram. Uh, I'm more than willing to to work with y'all and um, okay, you know, give me a track and all that. I'll tell you what, too, guys, if you're interested, um, what he was referencing, because one of them, <laughs> I want to, without him knowing, he doesn't even know this, and I'm going to say it on air. Um, I think it was OV099 <laughs> or something. I actually freestyled over when I was uh, preparing for the podcast a couple of days ago. And um, it was really horrible. And I sounded like a drunk Dr. Seuss. I know I've said that in the past, but that's what I sound like when I rap. A real drunk Dr. Seuss. And, um, you know, I'm going to have that underneath his name on the website. Um, Not my rap. (laughs) No way, Jose. That's not happening. But what it will be is um, a link to, I guess, um, the Spotify channel that will have, um, you know, all of those instrumentals where you guys can listen to it. And why don't you uh, listen to it, record something. You know what would be cool? Record something and send it to this guy. And, you know, who knows? You guys might be hitting it off and you might be on stage with him. In the next year, because that's where this is headed. So, anyway, guys, like, put your hands together one more time for JPK. Like, seriously, thank, thank you, you bro. Like, like, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. 
um thank you so much we're gonna we're gonna close with with this last track but everybody out there please please subscribe to him hit him up comment on his stuff on instagram this is how we grow as independent musicians guys you know um you're gonna want people to do the same for you so vice versa you know this, we live in a world where you know we can do this now for each other as musicians and artists so you know one love you know that's all it is like we're musicians and artists and we care about each other and we should care about each other's music it takes two seconds to hit the like button it takes five seconds to put an emoji in the comment uh section and that boosts everything more than you guys will ever know. So go check him out. Check out fx2studios.com where you will find more links for him. But in the episode bio, wherever you're listening today, you'll find the link for JPK on Instagram. Thanks again, brother. I really appreciate it. And we're going out with a banger. You guys? Yeah, man. Anytime. Hit me up. I got the Krabby Patty Super Formula. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I love. All right, brother. Good talking with you, man. We're going to close with a banger. And peace out, y'all. One love, man. Peace out. Later. Goodbye.